0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 16th, 2021. If you're new here with well, them, what I do on this podcast is that we get into the word of God on a daily basis. I give you what God gave me in a way that people can see, hear, and understand. I break it down as, as simple as I possibly can, and then we can apply the word of God to our daily lives. It's called today's word, and as we apply it, we prosper. Right now, I'm teaching a series entitled God is faithful. I want you to know that God is faithful. God has done his part and he will always do his part towards you. He will never give up on you. He will never relax the grip that he has on you. He made plans for you from the foundations of the world. You are special. You are unique. You are somebody. He wants you to go into the mirror and look in the mirror and say, as Jesus is, so am I in this world. He wants you to believe what he believes about you. And he wants you to know that he is committed to you. He's more committed to you than you're committed to you. And he wants you to then in turn, be committed to him and be committed to the plans that he made for you from the foundations of the world so that you can leave a mark in this world that will not easily be erased. You will leave a mark in this world and a legacy of righteousness that will outlive you and your your children and your children's children will still be walking in the blessedness blessing and the anointing and the favor that's on your life. That is the will of God. Say amen to that. God is faithful. So that said, uh, we've been looking at Second Corinthians chapter four, and uh, we're going to go through this—not the whole chapter, but a good portion of of the chapter. Yesterday we looked at 2 Corinthians chapter four and verse seven. Today we're going to look at Second Corinthians chapter four and verse eight. I'm calling this a series within a series within the God is faithful series. I'm calling this "We Can Withstand and Overcome Anything." I want you to know that that as a believer, you can withstand and overcome anything. This is part three every kind of pressure. I'm going to talk about pressure, the pressures of this present world and how you can withstand and overcome every kind of pressure. So let's read the Bible first. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 1, 7 through 13, and then 16 through 18. So verse 1 says, now, it's because of God's mercy that we have been entrusted with this privilege, the privilege of this new covenant ministry, and we will not quit or faint with weariness Verse seven, we are like common clay jars that carry around this glorious treasure on the inside so that the immeasurable power that is seen through us, everybody will know that it's God and not us. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure, this is what I'm going to deal with today. Verse eight, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't even know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Verse 9, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but we're not knocked out. We continually share in the death of Jesus. Why? So that the life of Jesus, the resurrection life of Jesus could be revealed through our own humanity. We consider living to mean that we're constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our own bodies, our own humanity. So then death is at work in us, but it releases life in you. We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, first, I believe, then I spoke in faith. So we also believe, then we speak in faith. So no wonder we don't give up because we're speaking the language of faith. For even though our outward man or outward person is gradually wearing out, Our inner man is being renewed day by day. And so we see our slight and short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We have a different perspective. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us, is producing something for us, what? An eternal weight of glory that is far above all comparison because we don't focus our attention on the seen, we focus our attention on the unseen, what is seen right now with these eyes is temporary, but what we see in the spirit is eternal, glory to God. My, I'm going to go through all of that in in this series, obviously it's going to take some time because I like to take my time. So what does this mean for you today? I'm dealing with verse 8 today. So verse eight says, I'm going to give it to you, traditional King James, and then the the Passion Translation that I just read. Traditional King James says, we're troubled on every side, (laughs) but not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. My God, trouble on every side. The The Passion Translation says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. And at times, honestly, we don't even know what to do, but quitting is not an option. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. Now I'm going to start teaching. As I get into these things, this is where I need you to release your heart and your mind of all distractions. I have three things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right, number one, here we go. So the Apostle Paul is a great example of enduring and overcoming by God's grace. He, and I like that. Actually, for me, the Apostle Paul is my favorite character in the Bible, in Scripture. Um, he's very relatable to me. Right now, I like Peter too. Peter's relatable because Peter was always talking out of turn. Peter's relatable because Peter was always, you know, just trying stuff, attempting stuff, and Jesus had to correct Peter. So I like that because you know I'm not perfect, and and I sometimes I talk out of turn too. So I can connect and relate to Peter, but I also relate to Paul. I relate to Paul the identifying witness of the apostle Paul has helped me tremendously over this past 25 plus years that I've been walking with God. It is the witness of Paul that that has taught me so many things. Paul made the greatest impact, the the most significant impact of the first century church, of course, outside of Jesus. But outside of Jesus, Paul is the most significant character in the history of the first century church. And he went on four missionary journeys. He wrote half the New Testament. He started churches. He was a pastor of pastors. He had this tremendous impact. And actually he started off on the wrong team. Remember that? He was Saul of Tarsus. I don't have time for all of that. But none of this impact would have happened had he not embraced the grace of God. The, my moniker is the grace life, right? It's all about the grace of God. And I see that in the apostle Paul. The apostle Paul could have never done what he did without the grace of God. Let me give you an example. Well, this is in his own words. To, this is him testifying of just some of the things that he went through. He said, Hey guys, I want to be honest with y'all. I worked harder. This is second Corinthians. Uh, what is this? Second Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 through 27. Paul said, I've worked harder been in prison more often, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again and again. So you look at the other apostles, they didn't go through what I went through. Five times, like you saw the movie, The Passion of the Christ, it's really hard to watch the scene when Jesus is receiving 39 lashes with a cat of nine tails. When when that's happening and they... and every time he hit him once, he was hitting him nine times because it was a cat of nine tails. And every one of the the, the leather straps had little pieces of steel and bone in it and and and, and rocks. So when it, when he hit him, it would go into Jesus's back. And when the guy would yank it back, it pulled off pieces of Jesus's flesh. Like, I mean, his back was wide open. Oh my God, it's very hard to watch. Well, guess what? Paul had that done to him five times. I mean, think about how crazy that is. Five times he received 40 lashes minus one. Three times he was beaten with rods. One time he was stoned. Like stone, like big rocks, they're supposed to stone you to death. Three times he was shipwrecked. One time he spent an open night and an open day in the in, in the sea, like a, a day in the open sea. Like he was holding on to a piece of wood from from the shipwreck, and, and it was like, man, he had to spend a whole night and a whole day before he was rescued. He was constantly on the move. One time he was bitten by a snake, a poisonous snake, and it didn't even harm him. He's been in dangers. He says, I've been in danger from the rivers, danger from the bandits, danger from my own countrymen. I've been in danger from the Gentiles. I've been in danger in the city, danger in the country, danger at sea, danger, danger from false brothers, jokers that laugh, smile on my face and stab me in the back. I have labored and toiled and gone without sleep. I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to be thirsty. I know what it's like to be without food. I've been cold. I've been naked. I've been locked up. But I kept going. Oh my god, he is the great when you think about Paul. When you think about everything that he went through and he never once quit. Everything that he went through and he kept preaching Christ and him crucified. And it was like, hey, if you preach Christ, I'm going, we're gonna lock you up. He said, Well, I guess I'm just I got a jail ministry because I'm not gonna stop preaching. And he kept preaching Christ and they kept locking him up. And he kept preaching and he kept writing, and he wrote half the New Testament. A lot of those letters, he had to write it from jail, and he never gave up. And he was encouraging other people. He kept going. And this is the amazing thing that happens when you yield to the Holy Ghost. There's no way, I am convinced, there's no way Paul could have done what he'd done in his own humanity. There's no way Paul could have done what he'd done in his own strength. And as a human, he would have been crushed. As a human, he would have been destroyed. As a human, he would have committed suicide. As a human, there's no way that a human could have gone through all of that in his own humanity. But you are not a mere human. Look at me. If you're born again, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are not. A mere human. John 3 and 3 says you must be born again. That word is a Greek word anothen, which means born from above. You are born from above. You were born a mere human, but doggone it, if you've accepted Jesus, you have been born again. You are born from above. You have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you, and there's there's nothing you can't do because there's nothing God can't do. Which leads me to point number two. So God's presence, number two, God's presence does not guarantee. A lack of opposition, actually, it may attract it. So when you get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, if somebody says to you, Oh, now that you're born again, everything's gonna be easy they're lying. If somebody says now that you're born again, Oh, everything. Yeah. Oh man. It's just going to be a cakewalk. So, so now like, you know, yes, God delights in the prosperity of his servant and you're his servant and you're his child. And so you're going to walk in prosperity. You walk in authority. You walk in victory. I look, look, I agree with all of that, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to face nothing. That doesn't mean that you're not going to face opposition. As a matter of fact, the call that's on your life, yes, my calling is calling me, but guess what? That calling may attract opposition from the enemy. And so, so look at how Paul strategically wrote this thing. And this was the Holy Ghost through Paul. So he's writing, right? To the believers in Corinth. And he says, though we experience after he says, listen, we have tried, God has placed his treasure on the inside of us. God took his treasure, the Holy ghost. He put it on the inside of us. He says, we're like clay jars. We're not the treasure. We're the container, but we're not the content. God is the content. We're the container. God has put his, his glory inside of us so that people would know that the glory that we walk in, the power that we walk in is from God and not from us. That's what he said. Verse seven. And as soon as he put a period on that, the very next thing he said was trouble on every side. So he goes from, hey, God put his glory inside of you. God put his treasure, his Holy Ghost, down inside of you. And the next thing he said is, we experience every kind of pressure. So what am I saying? I'm saying that on the one hand, he's saying God has chosen to take up residence inside of you. Once you're born again, the Holy Ghost is inside of you. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to face anything. As a matter of fact, the Holy Ghost on the inside of you may attract opposition from the enemy. But here's the good news. The good news is that you're not facing the challenge alone. Furthermore, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you will enable you to experience the victory that Jesus already provided. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to go through anything. It doesn't mean you're not going to face challenges. It doesn't mean you're not going to face pressure. It doesn't mean you're not going to face trouble on every side or every kind of pressure. It may mean you have to deal with all of that, but you're not dealing with it alone. Bad things happen to good people when you start walking with God, listen, bad things happen. Bad things happen to good people. Things get worse before they get better. God told you to start this business or sign up for this job or go to this school or marry this person. And all of these things are happening. You're like, why is this happening to me? God, I was only doing what you told me to do. Why? Trouble on every side. Every kind of pressure. God never said that you're not going to have trouble on every side. Jesus said, matter of fact, in this world, John 16 and 33, you're going to have persecution. You're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've already overcome the world. The Bible says all that live godly shall suffer persecution. So this is not that you're not going to face trouble. It's just that you're not going to be troubled by it. When you yield to the Holy Ghost, when you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, you can have trouble on every side and not be troubled by your trouble. You can have trouble on every side and you can trouble your trouble by not being troubled by it. And the devil is like, why is he still smiling? And why is she still going? And why does she still have a spring in a step and a smile on her? We're trying. And, and the demons are having a meeting and they're like, oh my God, we're trying everything, but we can't stop them. And we're trying everything, but we can't stop her. Why? Because I know that God is living on the inside of me and I can have trouble on every side. I can have every kind of pressure, but I'm not moved by it. Why? Because God is living living on the inside of me. I have a peace on the inside that's not moved by what's going on on the outside. So things on the outside can be going crazy and I have peace on the inside. Why? Because on the outside, things are going crazy. On the inside, I have God. I have God on the inside. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. Why? Because God is on the inside of me. Say amen to that. Number three. Number three says, uh, uh, my, my point, my third point and my final point for today, God's grace. And I'm talking about the grace life. God's grace empowers you to endure every kind of pressure. Like, so let me, let me slow this down a little bit. Cause I told you I'm trying to teach today. So I know people right now that are stressed out. I know people right now That are allowing allowing the pressures of this world. It feels like the pressures of this world are caving in on them. And they don't know what to do. It's overtaking them. And they don't know what to do. And this is dangerous. Because you could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and delve into depression. And delve into fear, doubt, and unbelief. And have thoughts of suicide. And even succumb to those thoughts. You, You could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and kill yourself. You could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost and leave the church and quit your calling and quit the ministry and quit everything. Why? Because you're, you're, you're not dealing with the stress the right way. L- your, your calling is calling you, but you're not, you shouldn't be stressed out by it. Why? Because even though you have the pressures of this world, you're not dealing with it yourself. You are yielded to the Holy Ghost. Listen, they are good people. they are people that who by all accounts are good people. They love God. They go to church on a regular basis. They sing the songs of Zion. They give tithes and offerings. They, by all accounts, these are good people with good hearts, but they're stressed out. Why? Because they're not living the grace life. The, now, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because of the transformation that this has made in me. Now, I, I, I'm busy like most people are busy. And honestly, I'm probably bu- busier than a lot of people that I know. And I have a lot of things going on in my life and a lot of balls to juggle ministry and marriage and the marketplace and business and my kids and all of this. There's a lot of things going on in my life, but I'm not stressed out. I sleep good. I'm good. I get up every morning good. Why? The grace life. The the reason why I'm sharing, I know that this is how Paul lived. I'm sharing this with you because as a mere human, I'm a human. Look, I, I have my moments like everybody has moments. There are times where I explode like everybody explodes. You know, I might go off you know, on myself or on somebody or whatever. And you, but then I have to snap out of it because at that moment I realized that I'm in my humanity. I'm in my flesh. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just get in your flesh, but the problem is that a lot of Christians stay there. Like a lot of Christians get in your flesh and then they stay there and then they live there. And then they rely on the arm of the flesh and then they rely on their own humanity no, you got to snap out of that thing. Listen, you might have moments where you go off. You might have moments where you stress out. You might have moments where you cry and you don't know what to do. Okay, cool. The, the Bible says quitting is not an option. <laughs> and so, so okay, at, that, at that moment, okay, release it. Oh, I got to come back to myself. Let me snap out of the... Matter of fact, I got to remind myself that I'm not a mere man. I'm not a mere human. I, if Paul had faced everything that he faced as a mere man, it would have crushed him. So going back to what Paul said, in one moment, he says... Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't know what to do. Quitting is not an option. Why? Because the verse right before it, he said, God put his treasure down inside of us. God gave us the Holy Ghost. Since God gave us the Holy Spirit, we can have trouble on every side, every kind of pressure, but we're not crushed. Yeah. Sometimes we don't know what to do in the moment. Sometimes in the moment you don't have the answer and sometimes, okay, well, you don't know what to do. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm not going to stress out over it. Why? Because I know, I know I'm going to get the answer. I'm going to walk with God and God, I mean, we'll work through this. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll be okay. (laughs) We we, we got this. Why? There's a grace for it that we have the grace for this. I don't have the answer right now, but guess what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to go spend some time in my prayer closet and I'm going to get the answer. I'm going to get the answer. I'm going to study. I'll watch whatever. I might need to watch something on YouTube. I might need to read a book. And and as I'm doing all of that, I'm praying and the Holy Ghost is going to lead me and I'm fine and we'll get through it. I don't have to have all the answers, but quitting is not an option. The text says, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in. I'm not going to quit pressures all around me, but guess what? I'm not going to be crushed by this pressure. Why? Because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. So listen, listen to my heart guys. Right now, you may be watching this and you may feel pressure, pressure from your job or your business or your boss or your children or your spouse. You know, you might have pressure. Pressure from the doctor. The doctor said, you got to change your diet. You got to do this, whatever. You might have financial pressure. People may be calling you with bills and that. I don't know what pressure you're facing. Trouble on every side, every kind of pressure. The Holy Ghost is the answer. Listen, give yourself, quitting is not an option, the text says. Quitting is not an option. So you're not going to quit. Look at me. There's no quit in you. Say, there's no quit in me. Say that. Say, there's no quit in me. All right. I want you to say that. You got to believe that. There's no quit in you. Now, you don't know what to do. Okay. You don't know what to do right now, but you're going to get the answer. You don't know how to do this now. Okay, cool. If God called you to do it, he'll work you through it. You'll learn it. You'll develop it. You'll get there. Calm down. God is still God. God is still sitting on the circle of the earth. God still loves you. God still told you to do it. God's hand is still on it. So chill, relax. It's okay. You're going to get through this. Trouble on every side not moved by it. I'm going to stop there for today, all right? Matter of fact, I tried to get through that one verse, verse 8. I only really dealt with almost half of the verse, but we'll deal with whatever we deal with tomorrow. That's enough for today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know this was a blessing to a lot of people, and I'm going to need you to share this message so other people could watch it, but declare this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for leading me to level up in this season. I level up by embracing The fullness of the treasure that you have placed on the inside of me. You gave me your spirit. I'm in you. You're in me. I'm in your kingdom. Your kingdom is in me. (laughs) Now, your presence does not guarantee freedom from opposition. Actually, it may attract trouble, but I'm just not moved by it. I can have trouble on every side and I'm not troubled by it. Because I have you on the inside. I withstand and overcome every kind of pressure. I am never crushed. I am never defeated. Even when I don't know what to do, quitting is not an option for me. As a matter of fact, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. Listen, I'm not telling you something that I read in a book. This is how I live. This is my life, dude. I mean, for real, this is how I live. I don't take on any pressure to perform. I can't tell you how many times I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but it's all right. Like I'm okay. God is going to give me the words. God is going to perform the work. This thing is going to work. Sometimes I don't even know how it's going to turn out, but you know what I do know? It's going to be good because God made plans for me and God loves me. It's going to work out for my good. It's going to work out for your good. This might be a message you need to listen to again, uh, you know, to get this down in your heart. So do me a favor, two things. Number one, go into the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, go into the chat, leave me some comments in the chat. I read every one of those. And number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Let's continue this conversation tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.